And he says that he is the light in the world. And to me, when I think about what my role is in the world is to point people back to the light of the world. And if people are in darkness and struggling, then I want to point them back to the light. Because Jesus Christ can help people in a way that I cannot. And, and they say, well, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. So obviously, you know, Jesus Christ couldn't be from God. He does what no one else has ever done because they don't believe that he could be at this point. And meanwhile, that's a life-changing miracle to the right, man who right. is, was blind and now can see. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon along with Eric Barfell. You're already smiling, man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was caught <laughs> off guard with the go, so <laughs> that's why. Uh, well, we are glad you're here. We're glad you're tuning in, get to listen to this. Uh, John chapter 9 is what we're talking about today, and it's a famous story because Jesus Christ is walking by, and he sees a man blind. Turns out the man's been blind since birth. So he's blind, blind. And it says in 2 to 5, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is today, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And so as they were going along, he just sees this man born blind. But you know, it's been God's intention to do something great in this person's life. And even though he had been had that handicap, for his whole life, Jesus Christ, God the Father, knew this day was coming. Mm-hmm. And he, it seems so happenstance in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. as they went along, he sees a man born blind, and he's going to heal this guy, which yeah. I think is, is remarkable. But we one of the things I like to point out about the story is a good case study for not every disease comes because you did something bad. Yeah, and I, I think the uh, his disciples here ask a pretty valid question because right. it, it's kind of like, what happened that he deserved this? Right. It's like, oh, nothing nothing happened that he would deserve this or, oh, you were, you were your parents or whoever was, was so bad that this happens to you. No, like, it is this way, ultimately, that God can be glorified through it. Right. That's That's what's being set up here. So it's... It's a really great thing, but also it's like, what is the explanation for this? There's no, I guess, real, I mean, right. does that satisfy their their curiosity? Oh, I, I don't know. I think you know what I'm that saying? we ask questions without thinking. That's what I think. I, I think yeah. I've been one who's been, sometimes I've had people ask questions that I think, and this is typically in my family, that I think if you would have spent another half a second thinking about that question before you asked it, you wouldn't have asked it. Because mm-hmm. how in the world could the kid have done anything when he's born blind sure i mean obviously he had no control over it right he's I mean, born so with it did who said him or his parents well I'm, i've often <laughs> wondered when i came to the story what could he have done he was in the womb he didn't even have any yeah. consciousness who said his mom or his dad was he tell us was he drinking in the womb <laughs> you know what i'm saying was he was he doing bad stuff in the womb 
I, you know, it's just one of those questions where if you would think about it, but it just, a lot of times we do fire off at the hip and we do ask questions. Jesus Christ is patient. He answers the question, neither one. I think it is a great question because I do think it does kind of elucidate the thinking that mm -hmm. a lot of people have. Now, I've seen this in Christianity as I've come through as a pastor where there are times where someone gets cancer and there's another group of Christians that will say, that's because. Yeah. That's because you did something bad. You must have done something bad. Now, not saying it couldn't have been, but there's no way do you know that somebody gets sick and it's some kind of judgment from God. Mm -hmm. And I really believe it's a mistake to say that. Or I think uh, oftentimes the question is reframed. If God loves me, why would this happen to okay, me? Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. everyone has this like, what did I do to deserve this? Oh, if God loves me, why is this happening to right. me? Why are we going through this? Why X, Y, Z fill in the right. blank? Well, it, you know, so like it, Nothing, nothing, right. nothing happened that you would deserve that. It's that ultimately God can be glorified right. through this. Now, are your grandparents still alive? Yes. Right. You, I, okay, you're a lot younger than I am. All four of them, actually. When, right, when you're, right, which is, which is great. Mm -hmm. And that's because you're young. As you get older, you won't be able to say that because somebody's going to start dying. And I'm at a point, like my dad's been dead for over 20 years all of my grandparents have passed away at this point. Mm -hmm. My mom has is just diagnosed with ALS. Mm -hmm. So she, at some point, and who knows when, whether it's six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, whatever, at some point we know that she is going to pass away from this disease. There's no way. So I've had to come through this thinking where I've lost a loved one, especially my dad, who is relatively young. You know, my mom now, she's 82. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's really going to think a lot about it. My dad was a pastor and he was younger. And it always gave me comfort to know my dad's not singled out because he did something wrong. He's not singled sure, out sure. because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. This is just part of a fallen world. Yeah. He's not being picked on. Mm -hmm. And I always took, because I've had to wrestle this through, seeing some of my family members pass away. I mean, my wife has already lost one of her brothers. He was in his mm. 40s when he passed away. Wow. It's good for us to have to have wrestled through this, to have this comforting passage. No one sinned. This happened to him so that God might receive glory. And so I, I look at the situations that we go through and realize, no, it's not that God's picking on us. Because you think about how many times God gets blamed. Mm -hmm. Because in essence, they're going to say, well, the parents are fault because they did something wrong. But who's punishing the parents? God. So therefore, it's going to come back to him too. So I look at it and say, no, no one did anything wrong. God is doing this. Right. God has allowed this to happen so that he can receive glory. Because the fact is, God knew he was going to heal this guy. So I think there's comfort. And also, if, if our attitude is, it's all about us. Yeah, we always wonder, like, why is this happening to us? Right. Um, when it ought to be gospel-centric, when it also right. ought to be all about God. Right. And it's like, we are playing a part in his greater story. Sure. Like, what, right. like you were, what you were preaching on a couple weeks back. Yeah, we're not the main character. I mean, we oftentimes have that perspective right. of our own life. It it is all about us right when in the grand scheme of humanity and history no it's all about god right and his grander story well beyond us in right. our our years you see and what we're I'm just a part of it yeah, yeah exactly abs absolutely we're, we're just a, we're just a, a speck in that in that timeline well i appreciate the fact as you say this that jesus christ was focused on the works of god 
And just the depths of his understanding in my mind, and I want to say it in the most positive terms, but enviable, because I look at this and I'm like, wow, Jesus knows exactly why it happened, that the works of God might be displayed. And as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And so he sees it. This is about the works of God. We must do the works of him who sent me. He clearly understands what God wants him to do. And if there's Mm -hmm. one thing that's central to what we ought to be thinking about is this, what does God want us to do? And he says that he is the light in the world. And to me, when I think about what my role is in the world is to point people back to the light of the world. And if people are in darkness and struggling, then I want to point them back to the light because Jesus Christ can help people in a way that I cannot. He can give you, he's the one who stands guard to give peace to your heart. Mm -hmm. I don't. Right. Like, I can't do that. Right. Jesus Christ forgives you of your sins. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ gets you entrance into heaven. I can't do that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, yeah. the best thing that I can do, in, and Mark and I talked about it last week, too, that Jesus Christ said, no, the truth, the truth will set you free. And if the Son has set you free, you'll be free indeed. Just pointing people to Jesus Christ and letting him take care of all these other things is powerful. Mm-hmm. No, I, I run into a lot of young people, and their their question overall is, why do I need God? Most things I can do on my own. Okay. I don't argue that, but exactly like what you said, what is your eternal game plan? Right. Who can wash away your sins? Right. Not you. Right. You need someone there. Who's getting you to heaven? Not you. Right. Not your good works. Right. You need Christ there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, I, I don't always particularly argue. Yeah, like you can get up and go to work on your own kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a great deal that you can do on your own, but let's think bigger picture here. Yeah. You can't do that on your right. own. And I wouldn't argue like I have just read a theologian. He was, he was questioning whether we should be praying if somebody has a cold and you give them, or maybe they have a sore throat and they get antibiotics. He goes, obviously the antibiotics are going to take care of that. And somebody breaks an arm, the arm's going to heal. I mean, the body's already set up to that. Mm-hmm. We don't really need mm-hmm. a lot of intervention uh, from God to deal with those things. But there are things beyond our control where we do need God's intervention. And as this man's going to say later on in the story, no one has even heard of a man born blind right. being healed. No one's even mm. heard of it happening. It's such a... a fantastic, amazing miracle that Jesus Christ is about to do. But I really want to keep the focus on the works of God. I had somebody ask me a question about Christmas controversies and what kind of Christmas decorations are appropriate and so on and so forth. And my response was this, how much do you really want to get hung up there? Like how much time do you really want to spend arguing about these things where you're going to be taking none, right? None because The message should be Jesus Christ. And sometimes we, in coming across to the world, will argue with the world about some non-essential point where God is not working, where God is not concerned, and we are going to argue this non-essential point. They're never going to get it, why we're upset about it. And we're not talking about Jesus Christ. So, therefore, we're, we're muddying the very clear puddle. Like, God loves the world. That's super clear. Everyone mm-hmm. can see it because yeah. he sent his son who ultimately died on the cross. And when we can muddy those waters so you can't see that anymore because we wanted to dust it up, you know what I'm saying? Have a dust up over whatever, you know, <laughs> right, Santa right. Claus or what have you. I just believe we can obscure our own message where here Jesus Christ is not getting obscured. He knows, no, there's a day night is coming. I am the light of the world. 
I'm here to do a work in his life. I'm not going to sit here and get involved in controversy over who did what. This is not about who did what. You guys are missing the point. The point is that God wants to do a work. And exactly. Jesus Christ heals a man. He puts mud in his eye, asks him to go uh, to Siloam and wash it off. He gets done. Man can see. Wow. Powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So when God can do a miracle like this, you think about one of the points of the book of John is belief. One of the points is to point out that Jesus Christ really is God's son. He's who he says he is. And the part of the witness to Jesus Christ is the works that Jesus does. Mm -hmm. This is profound that he can heal a man born blind. Now, what are the Pharisees, the religious elite about to turn this into? Oh, he got healed on the Sabbath day. Right. Now, right. this is why this is a big deal. The Sabbath day was a day where they did no work. Mm -hmm. So they didn't believe in doing anything on the Sabbath day. But like Jesus Christ said, if an ox got stuck, he said it in another passage, if your ox or one of your animals fell into a pit or a ditch, you would pull them out on the Sabbath day and no one mm -hmm. would bark about it. But if he heals somebody on the Sabbath day, then all of a sudden they're going to bark about it because they already didn't like Jesus. They already don't like him healing. So mm -hmm. now this is the one thing they can almost like fabricate a charge. Sure. Oh, horrible. It's the Sabbath day. Right. That's all they have to say about it is the point is to get hung up. They're getting hung up on the fact of what day it is yeah. and completely missing the fact that a great miracle. And this is why Jesus Christ said, you guys, what do you say? You could, you'll strain a gnat, but swallow a camel. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll strain a little gnat out, but you'll swallow the whole camel. Yeah. Which is how ridiculous right. you guys right. are. And I think this is one of those cases of doing that. You guys are going to strain the gnat, swallow the camel. You're going to miss the whole point. So, and, and they say, well, this man's not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. So obviously, you know, Jesus Christ couldn't be from God. He does what no one else has ever done. Because they don't believe that he could be at this point. And meanwhile, that's a life-changing miracle to the right, man who right. was, was blind and now can see. It's life-changing to uh, the disciples who witness it right, right in front of their face. Who, right. were, you know, just a moment ago, oh, Jesus, how, what happened that he deserved this? Who right. sinned, him or his parents? Right. W what's going on? What's this? What's that? Oh, my goodness, he can see now? You spit in the mud right. and you rub it on his eyes? Right. What the heck? But now he walks away seeing? Right. That's incredible. Right. And so, yeah, you think about all the different perspectives of the characters here in the story. It's just wild to me that, and yet they're hung up on, on the day of the week that it is. But doesn't it tell you what they're all about? And really, to me, their behavior at this point really says a lot about them and who they are as human beings because... Mm -hmm. They don't love. This takes me back to the story Jesus Christ told of the Samaritan who was injured on the road. Mm -hmm. And the, the Levite passes him. The priest passes him because they have something else to do. He's a Samaritan. They don't want to perhaps get right. their hands dirty. Right. They don't want to defile themselves. So they're going to walk to the other side of the road and walk right by him because they're, they want to hold on to their rule of purity by not getting involved with the Samaritan rather than see the bigger rule the bigger rule, which is God wants us to help people. God wants right, us absolutely. to have compassion and show love. And when we can take our rules and make them to the point that I can't show compassion to you because I'm so hung up, like some people get hung up while people smoke in front of the church at Celebrate Recovery. Okay, well, let's think about that and not think about the fact that people's lives are getting changed. Right. So let's right. worry about that and not worry about this other thing. And exactly. I really, I've seen this kind of thinking before where people get hung up on the littlest thing 
and forget the major thing that's really happening in somebody's life. Yeah. This, this hasn't happened, but, you know, the parallel situation be like, oh, Pastor Eric, we know you're doing great stuff with the youth and, like, they're slowly getting in and making life changes in their own lives, but the ceiling tiles are all messed up in the sanctuary, right. in the gym. Okay. Right. Thank you. No, I mean, again, no one's brought that up. By the way, they're not up. anymore. Good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Whoever has fixed those. Keith fixed those. They, they were best off, and Keith Victor. I didn't think it was you guys, though. I thought it was uh, another group, but it doesn't I, matter. I just it was, assume. I just it, assume it was ministry. Us. It was ministry. No, they weren't, they weren't thinking you guys did it. They were thinking another group did it, but it was still ministry-related. Sure. And you're not going to— You know what I'm saying? It's like— Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can forget the fact that something good was going on because of a rule. Yeah. You know, I, I went into um, the Jefferson Junior High and Senior High yesterday. We're, we had the opportunity to do FCA there this year. We didn't last year, so it's like— right. Our first day back in the schools and um, the junior high side, we're getting heckled for not wearing a mask. The guy gives us a mask to wear. It's like, what a bummer. Like, you don't have to on the high school side, but at the same time, if I can walk into a public school and have the opportunity to lead like a little devotion and like pray with students in the middle of their public school day, I'll wear, I'll wear a hundred masks. Who cares? Like that, that, that's the main reason I'm going in there. To, I'm not sure why that there's to a encourage and, and, and to shine a light in a in a and have that opportunity right. at a public school, dude. I'll wear a mask for that. Who cares? Right. Like that's that's nothing. Right. That's a speed bump on the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but people do me- do miss it. I mean, we we get black sometimes in in what we're trying to do. Even when our wanas, you know, somebody's upset or something's not out of place. Let's forget the fact that we're trying to help kids let's forget the fact that we're there well you know this inconvenienced us yeah right Where right i'm like guys are, have we totally missed what we're supposed to be doing and loving mm-hmm. people is what we're supposed to be doing jesus christ loved this man he helped them and the bottom line that's what we're supposed to be doing but these guys were closed-minded and it says in verse 22 his parents said to the said this and they wouldn't really say well who did this and look ask him and here's why they were afraid to say anything to the Jewish leaders, because they had already decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Even before this miracle, their minds were closed. They just weren't going to be open to God. And I think sometimes right. people get their minds closed to church. They get their minds closed to Christianity because their, their minds are just closed. It wouldn't matter what great things happen in Christianity or what you're doing. Their minds just closed like that just can't work. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where they're at, because before the miracle even happens, they've already told everyone, you're out if you believe in Jesus. So then they asked the man about it who got healed, and he said, well, he's a sinner, and that's what they're accusing Jesus. Well, he's a sinner. He couldn't have done anything good. Well, here's what this guy who doesn't know anything says. Well, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I can see. That's what I know. <laughs> I, I know I got better. Right, yeah, exactly. I know my exactly. life. You can make fun of somebody whose life's changed and they've come to Christ, but what they're going to say is, well, I don't know about all that, but I do know this one thing. I was blind, but now I see. Yeah, I got certainly. it done the work in my life. And they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I've told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Because they're trying to you know, manufacture the charges. Well, because he stuck his hand in mud and applied it to your eyes. That's a work, breaking the Sabbath, all that mm-hmm. nonsense. Sure. And he said, I've already told you. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, you're this fellow's disciples. We're disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as far as this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. We don't even know where he comes from. So you can't see what he's doing. Well, we're not sure where he's from. Hmm. And you can't see what he's doing. What do you care where he's from? Yeah. What do you care at a point in geography on a map where, where Jesus Christ was born? He was born in the right place, by the way. They're not aware of it. 
And obviously, I guess Jesus Christ figured it wouldn't have mattered even if you told them. They'd just find another reason not to believe. Sure, Because exactly. this is just an excuse. And a lot of times, too, Eric, you know, people make excuses. They'll say things like, well, we don't want to believe in Jesus Christ because we don't know where he's from. No, that's an excuse. Oh, that I, is not your concern. I don't read the Bible. I don't believe the Bible. It's been translated too many times. It's so old. It's blah, blah, blah. It's this. It's that. You just didn't believe it. I mean, I've heard people say before to me, I've heard it for years. Why well, don't go to your church because so-and-so goes to your church? But you weren't going to our church anyway. Yeah. You're not going to any church. Like, I would get it. Or somebody might say, well, I'm not going to go to church because of Bill McMahon. Okay, well, that would explain why you don't come here. Why don't you go? But that doesn't explain why you don't go to other churches. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, God, I do. You, it's frustrating. You're, just, you're, you're making excuses. Just making excuses. And what we don't want to do, we don't want to make excuses and miss the work God's doing. And somehow we close our mind off to God is working in this world. When you see God working, just acknowledge it. Whether it's through somebody you would love or not love or agree with, not agree with, when God is doing a work, God's doing a work, and that's all that really matters. And I think that's the way we should look at other churches. Yeah. We're all one team. I think of the churches in Jefferson who believe in the Bible. It's one team. Mm -hmm. That's it. So we're all working together to do the same job. Because if, if God was going to look at the church in this county, he would see the churches maybe in each city or town as being right. all one, not a bunch of divided churches. So we don't want to look at things and say, well, because I didn't do it or I wasn't involved in it, it must not be good enough. If God is working, he can use whoever he wants. And our, our thing is to get behind that. And certainly the work of God is always going to be to love people and help people. Appreciate you tuning into this podcast. Check out the next one because we're going to continue right along with the story. Talk about a lot of great and amazing things. You guys all have a great and awesome week.